Episode number 78. Happy 50th birthday, Camaro. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's going and on, it's buddy? Getting, it's chilly. It's getting cold. Chilly? Huh. I mean, it's October for crying out loud. October 1st, as we record this. So, yeah, summer's gone. Although, it really hasn't felt like it's the summer's ended yet because the temperatures here have stayed warm and the leaves aren't changing. Yeah, wait a while. So, yeah, we got to wait a little bit longer for uh, everything to die and fall off the trees. Then we really know it's fall. <laughs> Well, let's see here. Let's do the rundown. Um, well, we're definitely going to talk about the 50th anniversary of the Camaro. Of course. This, this past week. Huge milestone in the life of the Camaro. Um, we've been talking about how awesome the Camaro SS1LE is, and it's last in the world's greatest drag race video. That that Who was it? Motor Trend, Car and Driver? Motor Trend. Ar- arrogant uh, Car Enthusiast Weekly? I don't know. Um Nifty news from uh, Oshawa, and we're going to talk a little bit about Vegas coming up in about a month from now. Got a couple of voicemails, and probably going to just BS at the end of this, so that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, let's get started. Congratulations. years ago, yeah. on September 29th, 1966, an American icon was born, and the very first 67 Camaro was sold. So that marks the official 50 years uh, that Camaro's been around. Um, Some may challenge that um, because it disappeared for a few years in the 2000s, but regardless, you can't take away years in the calendar. So the Camaro has been around for 50 years. It may not have been produced for 50 years, but it is still 50 years old. That's right. It's been 50 years since it was introduced to the world. Um, so Chevrolet released a press release this week, along with a great video that was narrated by our good friend, Al Oppenheiser, the chief engineer for Camaro. And he talks a little bit about every generation of the Camaro. And I just want to play that. And then we can talk about that uh, afterwards. Uh, and, And maybe we can reminisce about our favorite Camaros. So I think we will. Here's Al. We wanted to celebrate the importance of us having been around for 50 years. The Camaro is art as a definite statement for each generation. When it came out in 1967, it hit spot on with the times. There was a very active, uh, youthful movement expressing oneself by wrapping Chevrolet sheet metal around you. I have a fondness for that Gen 2. The car is you personified. Its fans share a lot of creative passion for the car. Passion for performance and for styling. 
that was passed along in every generation. I would define the 80s as an era of excess. The sky's the limit. Out of the showroom, onto the drag strip, IROC was a force to be reckoned with. Such a cool car. I mean, it was an awesome car. The fourth gen was a little bit of everything. The styling was very decade appropriate. It just kind of lived on its legacy in this era. Now all of a sudden it's gone after four generations. I don't think anybody ever lost the faith that it would come back someday. And so when it actually was time to bring it back, it was the most exciting times. Like, could this really be happening? We need to take what worked well in the first gen and get a contemporary design. So people look back at the fifth gen and say, I gotta get one of those. I think we've done a really good job tying some key track-related Camaros of the past into the sixth generation. It looks lean. The feature lines are much stronger. It looks like a faster car. Still the same fighter, but faster and stronger. We feel it's our duty to come in every day and try to make the Camaro better today than it was yesterday. That was a heck of a video. Really something. Really I, something. I, I think and that's it, one it, of the it, best it, videos Chevrolet's put together ever. Oh, I agree. And it really encompasses, the, what Al said really encompasses what a lot of people believe Uh about the Camaro, you know, I mean, the, the, he's a guy that works there. A lot of people go to their work and they don't really care about their work too much. Right. But it just shows you how much he does. So he literally takes his work home with him every day. <laughs> Gosh. And, and, and what a great piece of work to have with you every day. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, just, that's just, just an awesome video. And it's, it's awesome that Camaro has been around for 50 years. There's, there's a whole lot of racing going on in 50 years. Yeah. Holy cow. So I thought we would talk about how we got into Camaros for a little bit and what's your favorite generation? I mean, we've ranked them ourselves before on the show. Um, but <laughs> what, what got you into Camaros in a Me? nutshell? Yeah. Uh, aside from that, that, that book where you were drawing Camaros. Yeah. That was a cartoons magazine. Yeah. I mean, I was always a car kid. Um, mostly, you know, drag racing, dragsters, funny cars, that whole thing. Those were my favorites. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I I wasn't brought up around cars, even though my grandpa worked for General Motors. I just, my dad wasn't a car person. He was a electronics, ham radio, computer type guy. Yeah. I think it but, was my, uh, my friends. Yeah. That's that's how it usually happens. If you don't get it from your parents or a family member, it's definitely a friend that shows up with that brand new 1986 Cutlass Supreme in the parking lot at the high school and you're just like jacked up with no Whoa. bumper. Yeah, and would in a, in a <laughs> even though it was brand new, it did have a 2x4 for a rear bumper. Yeah. It's, it never fails. <laughs> oh, those that was so that was so funny. Every half every cutlass I've ever seen from the G body years, two by four for a rear bumper because oh they just rusted to death. <laughs> but um, it 
it, it, it's an it's an eye opener when when that happens when you see that other guy with a car and suddenly it kind of clicks. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, girls, I could get <laughs> girls with that, <laughs> or you know, I can I have freedom. So anyway, um, yeah, it was Cartoons Magazine, which we've talked about earlier in the year, that's been resurrected. Um, I haven't heard how it's going. I should check, but um, they always had a how to draw section by George Trosley and. George Trosley is a very, very famous artist in both um, car uh, magazines as well as <clears throat> adult <clears throat> magazines. But he's a great, great artist, great cartoonist. And uh, he always had a how-to-draw section, and it was how to draw the new Camaro. And it was the third gen, you know, kind of boxy, and that's how he starts you out, by having you draw isometric sketch boxes and then kind of shaping the car in there. And I really made an awesome third gen Camaro. So would you drawing. say that the third gen was what, what sucked you in? Yeah, I mean, I knew what a Camaro was, but I just didn't, you know, when you're a kid, you know, everybody, at least back when in my age group, you know, everybody's talking about the Corvette. That was it. Yeah. Corvette, there was nothing else. There was no Porsche. There was no Ferraris. Yeah. Corvette. <clears throat> so you kind of focused on that or funny cars or dragsters. But uh, that was really when I, I, I remember, I mean, I was, gosh, what, 10 years old. I remember making the details in the headlights, the the reflection of the of the re- reflector, I should say, in in the back of it, and and the the spokes and the the five spoke wheels, and um, it 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 was just one of those first drawings where I because I used to draw a lot when I was a kid, I, where I, I stood back and I said, "Wow, I really did well with this one." So um, it kind of stuck with me from there, and then uh, when I was sixteen, it's just six short years later, which is kind of weird. Uh, I learned how to drive. On, on driving a third gen Camaro, um, and it was a stick. It was your dad's car. It was my well, my stepdad's car. Oh, okay. Um, it was just a base V six, whatever. But uh, that's how I learned how to wow. drive a stick. Was on a Camaro, and it was fun. It was it was it was a good 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 old eighty four Camaro. I don't remember what it was. Nothing special. And oh. It just always stuck with me. Always always stuck with me. And then you were just hooked ever since. Ever since my then after that my dad had an IROC that I think it was eighty six IROC Z that um I kinda wish now considering our last episode um that he still had. But uh Yeah. Yeah, it was um it was um it just it it, it infects you. It once <clears throat> once you kinda get it, which isn't hard. No. I agree. You, you're just hooked. Because I was never really a Camaro person, per se. I was First, I was never really a car guy until I met some friends in high school who were real big into muscle cars. So I had one friend who was a Chevelle guy, uh, loved Chevelle. So, of course, that kind of spread over to me. So I was, you know, I, I like Chevelles. But here's the thing. I always liked, and I've always been this way, new technology. So as I was... I mean, my, my friend had a Chevelle and my other person, my other friend had a Malibu and another, one of my friends had a 69 Camaro. But even though as much as I loved those old muscle cars and cruising and all that, there was somebody in our parking lot who had an 87 Buick Grand National. And that car for me is what I lusted after. (laughs) And I, to this day, and I've kept them, people wrote in my yearbook, Chris, someday you will own a Buick Grand National. <clears throat> and of course that came true. And yeah, that's what really got me in the cars. But after driving that car for many years through the snow, through the summers, I wanted 
to move on to another car. And the car that I moved on to was the fourth gen Camaro. And that was the 93. And I, I don't know, there was just something about it that just hooked me. And then it made me want to share that with other people. And that's why I started doing the website and all that stuff. Um, and then, of course, I learned how to drive a stick on my 95 Z28 Camaro. That's right. Right on Grash it. Parallel park me. Here you go. Congratulations. Here's your new car. And I hopped it for two hours. Uh, no, it wasn't quite two hours. Maybe an hour and a half all the way to Pat's house. Trying to, you know, get stuck at a couple lights, you know, a couple times, getting pissed. <laughs> but I, I, I learned. I learned. And it's just been, it's gone from there. It just. <laughs> well, then shifting back over to me, I started uh, getting into the, the GM front wheel drive, you know, Beretta Cavalier Z24 Ooh, type Corsica? thing. Corsica? <laughs> what's that? Corsica? Well, that was, the, the, no. That was a Chevy Although, front wheel drive. Uh, yeah, but not a, it was a four door. But, um, and ironically, or I guess coincidentally, uh, my stepdad actually traded that Camaro in on a Corsica. Really? And I was so unhappy about that. Wow. Yeah. Um, he, I, I was hoping he'd sell it to me, but he didn't. But, um, so, you know, I had a series of, uh, you know, like I, they would say high output V6 Yep. And oh yeah. Cavaliers, you know, 120 horsepower would look out, you know, that sort of thing. And um, I think it was a 95, 1995. I was like, you know, I want something a little different. I was driving a Ford Ranger that I had custom ordered and that was a cool truck too. But I, I'm like, gosh, you know, uh, I started looking at Impalas or uh, Monte Carlos. This is 1995. Oh yeah. And, yep. and even um, Eagle Talons were still around yep. then. Yeah. Uh, so I called up my, and I'm like, you know, I called up my insurance agent and I said, you know, how much can I get some rates on this Grand Am and this Impala and this Monte Carlo and, and just for kicks, just, 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 just for kicks, just throw in how much it would cost to, um, do a 1995 Camaro Z28. And it turned out the insurance was really not much different between any of them. I'm like, holy crap, I can get a Camaro. And that's where it started. I ordered a 95 Z28, custom ordered it, chrome wheels, T-tops, medium quasar blue metallic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And while I was waiting for that car to be produced, I saw a 1996 Camaro SS sitting on the lot, still with the plastic on it, and I fell in love with that immediately. Canceled my order, got that Camaro, and that's when I got an AOL disc in the mail. And I, <laughs> I wonder if there's some like Camaro stuff out on this interweb net thing. <laughs> And uh, so the first thing I searched for was, uh, once I got online, was uh, boobs. And then the second thing that I searched for was Camaro. And the first Camaro website that came up was Chris Frez's Camaro homepage. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I ran into you at, at the drag strip uh, the next spring. And, uh, well, shoot, that was... Uh, was that, that was at M1. Was that at M1 or... Well, it wasn't even M1 then. It was just the Michigan F-Body meet and greet or get together or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that that was, was a that long was cool. time ago. So, and then I've had, you know, a few Camaros. My dad had a Camaro drag race car and, you know, while I had my 96. And I think I raced him once and he just completely walloped, walloped me butt good. <laughs> you know, he had an 11-second car and I barely knew how to drag race at all. I was still doing 14s in that car. but Yeah. Wow. So you and I, we both had a string of Camaros. Um, yeah. 
I my favorite know, generation has got to be the sixth generation. Oh, you know what? You made an interesting point earlier. I almost forgot to make it. You said that your dad was never a car person, but he was always into technology and stuff like that. Well, think about it. That's what you got you into cars was the technology. So your dad did have yeah, I guess a, a bearing on that. You are, you are, I guess, in a roundabout way, uh, yeah. that avenue did lead me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. But um, sixth gen is definitely my favorite, even though I don't even own one yet. Yeah, sixth gen just, is definitely... It's an incredible car. Like, like I've said, it's like it seems like every Camaro I buy, that was the best Camaro I've ever owned because the sixth yeah. gen, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. There's nothing about it I don't like. It's some maybe the people sitting behind me may have something to say about that, but <laughs> there's not a lot of room in the back seat at all. Oh, oh man. but incredible and they just keep going and uh i can't wait to see what they do next i really can't because 50 years wow what's coming next oh i know i know it's only getting better and 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 when you think about it they're 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 doing it right it's always gotten better and better and better there were some little dips like you know looking at we talked about the third gen there's that the iron duke ears and all that 82 to 84 Mm -hmm. um but it's you're right. It is just getting better. Uh, I think my next favorite generation is the third gen, um, and then the fifth gen, and then the fourth gen, and then the first gen, and then the second gen. I think in that order. I would, I, I, and I can't. Oh, it's so hard for me to rank these because the this the timeless styling of the first generation car has got to be way up there. But then also the fourth gen holds a very special place in my heart because that was the first Camaro I ever owned, and that's what got me into Camaros. So fourth gen's got to be ranked up there pretty high too. But the third gen, I think this, I would probably rank the second gen as my least favorite. Um, that's not saying I don't like the second gens. It's just that it's the, of all six generations, that's probably would be on the tail end of the generations that I liked. And I don't know. That was a rough year for Camaro. I think. It, it was still For the second gens. Yeah, it was or generation. I should say it was still trying to kind of get its identity, figure out who it was. The 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 first gen that was just a killer opening for it. You know, I mean it 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 was if it wasn't for the impact of the first gen, it would have never went beyond that. It wouldn't have made a big splash. Um, second gen was just having a hard time finding itself, and then third gen that changed. And then fourth gen was just unlike anything else we've ever seen ever before in the right. history of mankind. Yeah. I'm trying to look. I'm, I've got the Camaro white book in front of me, and I'm just going through the second gen here, just seeing where was it that the Camaro dipped in the 70s, and I don't see it. It was like 76. They made 182,000. Holy cow, 77. They made 218,000. Crazy. 78, 272,000. 78, Wow. 79, 282,000. 80, 152,000. I mean, it, it just kept getting better and better. 81, 126,000. Uh, 82, that's where we start the third gen, and that was 189,000 there, too. So, wow, they, they just, Camaro kicked butt. 86, 192,000. They're just, um, yeah. 
it really did did well then. Yeah. Compare that to 1990 when only 34,000 were made. Uh-huh. And that was yeah, that yeah. And it just kept going well the, in 91 they made 100,000. So yeah, and then the fourth gen years, the fourth gen years didn't make a whole lot of these cars. You know, it started yeah. in 93 by 39,000 total. It's just crazy. It, uh, to 2002 it, was 41,000. It was just such an impactful car. There was nothing like it. Right. When you when you look at that that 93 Camaro and when you compare it to the other cars of that year, there was it was there was nothing even clo- closest thing to it was the Geo Storm because it looked like a Camaro kind of smashed down and cartoonized. Yeah, yeah. So, we ask you dear listeners, what is your favorite generation out of the past 50 years of gen- Camaro generations? We want to hear why. from you. What? Yeah, we, we want to hear from you. We we want to know what, why, when, what got you into Camaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's uh, something that I think is going to be a great conversation to have. So we'll give you guys a call in in a little bit. Yep. Um, if you don't already know it, you yeah. can always find it at CamaroShow.com. Um, but we got to move on. So uh, we, uh, as I mentioned, we uh, we're talking about the Camaro SS1 LE mm-hmm. being so awesome, uh, the lightning lap and and what was the other one? Uh, I don't remember what it was, but a couple of great laps, and I think we got it mixed up with each other in the last episode. But I guess there was another challenge where they put the Camaro up against 12 cars, all drag racing at the exact same time in a big chorus line. and <laughs> A big chorus line, yeah. That's basically it. This looks like they're on a giant um, like airport. Airport runway. Yeah. And they just line them up. They do this. They've been doing this for what is this? Five years now, something like that. Um, yep. So I want to see. I want to play the video here real quick. I'm I'm not going to play it through. I just yeah, want to. It's a long video. It's a long video, but I want to fast forward to the end because they show you each time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they're crazy. Let's see. The first one comes through at. Let's see here. Let's see here. Was it the McLaren? I think it might have been the McLaren. These yeah. guys, they look like they're having a lot of fun doing this too. I would love to oh, do something yeah. like that. Uh, the the McLaren. Well, here, here's a here's a list of cars. I got the list of cars in front of me. The oh, 2017 okay. Acura NSX, three electric motors and a twin turbo 3.5 liter V6. Interesting. The Audi R8 V10 Plus, the Nissan GTR, uh, the McLaren 570S, and um, the Mercedes AMG GTS, and the Dodge Viper ACR. Porsche 911, BMW M4 GTS, Jaguar F-Type, SVR, Chevrolet, Camaro SS1 LE, and the Ford Mustang Shelby GT350R. Well, let's let's do a comparison here. So the first one crossed the finish line at 10.6 at 130.3 miles an hour. That was the 2017 Audi R8 V10 Plus. Naturally aspirated, too. Yeah. Interesting. Let's go to the very end. The Camaro SS1 LE 2017 quarter mile 12.4 at 114.2. So it's nothing to sneeze at <laughs> in a straight line quarter mile race. It just so happened that the Camaro was up against um, a lot of uh, cars that were uh, uh, probably uh, a lot more expensive too. True. Yeah. But, uh, I think I think it was probably the least expensive car on the list. Yeah. I don't know what that Shelby GT 350 R 350R costs, but I mean everything else. Porsche, Ferrari. There's is there a Ferrari? Was there a Ferrari? No, Jaguar, 
BMW, you know, for okay, the fastest one was the Audi R8 V10 Plus. I got to think that's a $150,000 car easy. You guess how many Camaro SSs you can buy? Two and a half. <laughs> you, can, you can buy yourself uh, a fifth gen, uh, oh, $189,900. So we're talking $190,000. So you could buy yourself a really nice 1LE and Z28. And maybe if you get lucky, uh, uh, used uh, ZL1. Yep. I mean, Nissan GTRs and, and all, it, I wouldn't call this um, an economical drag racing test. There you go. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's just look at how the Camaro stands on its own. Dead last or not, a sub-12-second quarter mile for a car that's fresh out of the box, Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, I, w- I would call it impressive, uh, definitely. So I will link that up in the show notes. Uh, and you guys can go ahead and watch the video yourself. Yeah, it's a cool video. It's yeah. cool that they do this. It's neat to see. The one guy, I think it was in the Acura NSX, was drinking a, a coffee. Um, yeah, I saw that. While he was racing because the thing is so smooth with the electric motors and everything. So, um, Wouldn't that yeah, be good nice? Stuff. Uh, what, is this, uh, what is this news that you t- tell me about uh, Oshawa? Well, it looks like the Canadian uh, Canadian workers have finalized their contract with General Motors, and uh, looks like um, Oshawa is going to stay around for a while and um, get some future products. So, good news for our friends up there in Oshawa, and uh, congratulations on your new contract. And uh, I'm glad you guys are uh, going to keep building cars because we got a lot of friends out in Oshawa, and they're a big GM town there, huge GM mm-hmm. town actually. And they did damn good with that fifth gen, so they deserve to continue that quality. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It'll, oh, we mentioned this in about a month. Um, we're going to be in Las Vegas for the SEMA show, covering all the Camaro stuff that there is to cover. And uh, we want to see you guys out there because we always do a meet and greet November 2nd at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Octane Bar and Grill in the upstairs of the Excalibur um Super high class uh, casino and hotel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's be there. Always, it's always fun. Yep. It's uh, it's linked up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show. Uh, I shared that out again this week. Um, just for your information, uh, go in there. You can see when it starts. It we don't have an ending time on it because it's always when people leave, they leave. And then they go off to do other stuff. Yeah. Like gamble or debauchery or whatever. Or fist pump like a champ at the disco. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason usually makes a fool out of himself one way or another. So. Yeah. But it's always fun, and we would love to have you there. It's very casual. Just have a few drinks. You know, I'm, I've invited a lot of people um, in the industry to come along. Like I at LS Fest, I ran into the guys at uh, Magnuson Superchargers and talked to them about their cool stuff. So I'll, I'll be inviting them. We'll just have people in the industry meet and greet. That's what it's all about, meeting other Camaro and just performance car enthusiasts. So be there. Yeah, should be fun. Definitely fun. That reminds me, i got to get some Unirail tickets. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I know we got a couple of voicemails now that we've kind of like um, gotten out from underneath the avalanche of voicemails that we had in the previous weeks. We do. Uh, let's see. Let me queue up the first one here. Hi, how are you? Hi, how you doing? Calling about the Camaro you have for sale? Oh, okay. What are you asking for that right now? 
probably eliminate half of that <laughs> yeah we had to had to instead of bleeping it out i'm just gonna eliminate just, half yeah. of that because it was all dirty but um, just say it just continued with the guy coming up with some um phrases rude and about, crude uh, <clears throat> if you're kidding me or not yeah. and uh, i think yeah i don't know where that came from that was pretty funny yeah uh <laughs> it was actually but yeah. uh Thank you for leaving that. Uh, don't ever call us again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you guys else wants to call us, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to, well, not do that. But if you want to tell us what got you into Camaros and all that kind of stuff, here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. So we got one more voicemail here for this week it is postal day Halloween is coming soon anyways so I'm getting ready to go to bed it's 4am on Thursday morning just winding down watching American Horror Show on FX yeah really weird one anyways um you guys were talking about the new gl1 2017 which sounds very awesome and congratulations chris on your 2017 ss 2ss convertible and i think mr jason debler might be getting a 1le who knows Anyways, the most of you guys show is great as always, and uh, hope you guys have a great show on Sunday. Take care. It's Postal Dave signing off. Postal Dave. What's up, um, dude? <laughs> Watching American Horror Show? Calling into the Camaro Show. <laughs> I've never seen that show. I have no idea what it's about. Turning it into the Camaro Horror Show, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so um, thanks, PD, uh, for calling in. Uh, I'm glad you're. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say half the time he calls in. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something funny here. Okay. According to Street Muscle Mag, which is a division of Power Auto Media. They bring you LSX News or whatever the heck it is. Cops arrest a teen driver for going 146 miles per hour in a 2004 Dodge Neon. That thing can go that fast? Uh, 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 18-year-old Tyler Barrows of Manchester, Maine, was more than doubling the posted speed limit of 70 miles per hour. He's tracked on radar, traveling at 146 in Neon. In a Neon? Um, yeah, Neon. It definitely is, wasn't um, stock then. 
No, God, no, no. This thing, according to resources, the car was being listed for sale on Craigslist as the fastest car in Maine. <laughs> okay. But, but that posting appears to be, have been removed by the author. Another posting we found listed a buyer beware warning that the car had been beat on beyond belief, <laughs> implying it is not worth the $7,000 asking price. So um, the, the, the ad is a 2004 Dodge Neon SRT4, $7,000. If you're looking for a fast car, then this is the one for you. Over 400 horsepower, turbocharged, five-speed manual, four-cylinder sports car. Interior's in great condition, carbon fiber hood, sunroof, approximately 100,000 miles. Call for info, 215. Okay. <clears throat> okay. No trades. So, so um, yeah, so the guy was clocked at 146. The kid, he's a dumb kid, uh, and wants to sell it as the fastest car in Maine. <laughs> so he just, got a, he just got a speeding ticket, nothing else? There's no other really, part of really the story? Say. Doesn't really say here. Uh, using non-common core, ma- uh, let's see here. State Trooper <sighs> Lieutenant Bruce Scott got the call of a speeding driver on September 28th. He was at mile marker 150. He was informed that a blue sports car was traveling at a very high rate of speed heading north at mile marker 135. The call came in about three minutes after the speeder went past that mile marker. Using non-common core math, it would take just under 13 minutes for a car to reach Lieutenant Scott at the 70-mile-per-hour speed limit. But about two minutes later, he observed the blue Dodge Neon speeding past him. Using non-common, <laughs> again, using non-common core math, it took the speeder just a little over six minutes to travel 15 miles. And that's got a picture of the front end of a Dodge Neon that says "Hi." Like used to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then a picture of a police car that says "Bye." <laughs> that's awesome. It doesn't, it doesn't. Oh, you did. Oh yeah. Here we go. Uh, the article on Boston.com doesn't state whether or not there was any type of pursuit. Just that Lieutenant Scott used his radar to track the car and stop Barrows and promptly arrested him. He was summoned for criminal speed, failure to provide proof of insurance, and failure to provide proof of inspection. And lying on Craigslist. <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the main state police Instagram page, Lieutenant Scott, who heads up the traffic safety division, had stated that in his entire career in law enforcement, he had never clocked someone traveling at such a high rate of speed. In a neon. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so my God. He might be saying it's the fastest car in that area that's ever been clocked by that cop fine and dandy the cop backs that up 146 miles per hour is nothing to sneeze at though no definitely not i mean i've i've been uh passed by vehicles on the the e-way uh going probably that speed or higher but mostly they are like uh, motorcycles like crotch rockets that are just they don't care (laughs) okay uh, so I will, I will, comments, you want me to uh, link that up in the show notes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, I, what's the fastest you've ever driven, Chris? Uh, you, you on a track, I, on the road, I mean, on the on public the, highway, like probably 120. I probably haven't gone much for much higher than 120 on a public highway, 150 on a track. Yeah. But, but yeah. With you behind the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've done 150. Two, I think, is what I've done on the road, which I will never do again. No, ever. There's no, <coughs> there's no value to that. There's, oh, I, don't I remember know coming back else. from one of the M events in my Corvette, and it was really early in the morning, and I decided I wanted to get home fast, and there was nobody on the road, so I went up to 120 and set the cruise control. <laughs> How long did you drive it, that way? 
oh, all the probably, way home? No, no, no. It was probably about 10 minutes or so, but it was, it, it didn't feel like I was doing 120, uh, with cruise control on. That's for sure. It just felt like I was, you know, doing 75, 80. Was that the same year that, uh, road rage hit that deer? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. No. Cause if you hit a deer at 120 miles an hour in anything, I'd, very small pieces everywhere. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I was on I-69, I think heading, yeah. heading home. Yeah, there's no deers on I-69 in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. So don't, don't be dumb, kids. And, and don't. Yes. Otherwise, you'll never grow up to have any kids of your own. Um, Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. Well, I think that's it. We're up to a 40-minute mark now. So, Oh, um, shoot. Well, I guess we better get out of here. Uh, we'll be back at you next week. We'll bring in some, maybe some more news. I don't know. If not, maybe we'll be bringing you a ton of voicemails from everybody listening to the show this week wanting us to tell us what got them in the Camaro what's their favorite generation of Camaro yeah. until cool then stuff. yeah we'll see you next week thanks for listening thanks for listening to the Camaro show don't forget drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182 we'll see you next week see, see ya, ya.